Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is BJ. Thanks for listening to our show's podcast. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you should check out my other podcast, BJ Shea's Geek Nation. We have new episodes every day and you can check it out at BJGeekNation.com. Your driver's license is important so you can get back and forth to work, get your kids to school, and back and forth to daycare. If your license has been suspended because you can't pay your tickets, you can't do any of those things. Let's talk about Chapter 13 bankruptcy. You may have heard the tickets cannot be discharged, but they can be dealt with in a Chapter 13 case. Why not come in for a free consultation? The chapter you choose will make all the difference to your getting back legally on the road. Let's design a plan to pay off your tickets and restore your license immediately. I'm attorney Travis Gagné. Please contact me today at ChooseTheRightChapter.com. That's ChooseTheRightChapter.com. 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. People interviewing for a sales job at a car dealership in the UK called Big Motoring World had a less than ideal interviewing process. Um, and you know what? This, this story is going to irritate me just because okay. it's, it, it has the word influencer, influencer in it. It's, 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 <laughs> well, yeah. We're all influencers, man. Yeah, yeah man. Are. YouTube influencer Sid North apparently is the one that does the interviewing of these candidates for the job. And how does he do these interviews? While driving at speeds of up to 110 miles per hour on a racetrack. And, uh, of course, those interviews are recorded uh, because uh, he's an influencer. And here are some uh, pieces of those interviews with Sid North explaining how this is all happening. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we asked some grueling questions while sat in the back of a BMW M5 competition to see how well they coped under pressure. It's safe to say that our candidates' pulses will be racing. Oh, my goodness. Do we have any more questions? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess the sales director there said one of the most important attributes of an ideal candidate is their ability to perform under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's wild because I'm watching this video, and you can catch, catch it on the BJ and Migs page of KISW.com. It's wet because, you know, like England, like, uh, you know, Seattle, it rains a bit. Yeah. And so, they're, I mean, they're on a roadway. Granted, it's a, it's a track. But, you know, you know, I just would be like, really? I'm going to be in this vehicle? You're going over 100 miles an hour on a, sli- on, a, on a slippery thing? Like, anything could go wrong with this, and this is part of the interview? Yeah, okay. But at least, I, I, at first, I thought the person doing the interview was going to be driving as well, and I'm like, that just sounds terrible. But it looks like they're both sitting in the backseat very safely with helmets on. So, I mean, they're going to be fine. Oh, right? yeah, well, as long as they have helmets yeah. on. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I kind of would like that. That would be pretty fun, I think, right? though. Yeah. Right? I've yeah. done some strange interviews. None on that level, though. 
Yeah, I guess it's not so bad. Um, oh, and there, well, there's a Tokyo Drift situation going on right there a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be, I think I'd be like, okay, thank you. Well, I might tell them that they need to clean the seat afterwards. But, yeah. you know, hopefully that doesn't impact me getting the job or not. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, I, I would be like, okay, I guess I'm not right for the job. I suppose they have a right to do it this way if it's a legal situation. I guess I, you know, I guess I'd be done. I'd be done before the process and they'd know I'm not the right person for their job. Yeah, that's a very good point. They weeded you out right away. Because I remember I'd be on a job interview and the guy I was interviewing and, and, and the entire time it was like the the main boss, like the program director, and then the host of the show, and he just has like one of those like like those like squishy, what the hell are those balls that Rosie oh, the stress balls. stress balls, not the stress balls, the ones that have like little stringies on, like rubber stringies. Like, oh yeah, the cush ball, cush ball, the cush balls, yeah, the cush ball. Oh, those the are great. The entire time he's just like chucking it at me, <laughs> like, and I'm like having to catch it. Like I'm channeling like some like, like baseball skills or whatever, and like it's hitting me, it's going past me, and I every time I catch, I chuck it back at him, and I'm like, just, "What the hell is going on?" Okay. So finally, like the fourth time, I'm like, "Can you stop throwing this ball at me?" And he <laughs> just like starts laughing. He goes, "I just want to see how you'll handle answering questions with like distractions, because okay, that'll, right. that'll show me then how you can handle working behind the scenes when there's a billion distractions going on, and you have to still do things." And I'm like, this is this this was your learning lesson. Like this, yeah, was, your, this was this it, was um, like your brilliant plan. That was the brilliant plan. Oh. Yeah. Who was? Do I know who this person? Oh yeah, was? yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate this person so much. <laughs> I really do. I, I, gosh, I really, and I always have. And I, I, I you no, know. I don't think it's the person that you think that. I know you hate the certain. Oh, it's a different person to hate. I don't think you hated the host. Oh no, there. I, I actually like the host. Yeah. Oh, the host was the one throwing he was the ball. The one doing it. Oh, he's an idiot. Uh, I know the host, but, no, I, I, just, but, I, but, I, but, but I but yeah, I've told I him he's an idiot to his face many times. So it's oh, like I, yeah, yeah. I gave him crap for that. For like after we finally got to the point where we were like, you know, all right, we're working together, we're having some drinks. I'm like, dude, that was the dumbest freaking thing. And he was just like, what? I thought it was a good idea. I'm like, it was so stupid the whole time. I got a koosh ball flying at my face, and like, you think that was a brilliant tactic? Yeah. Well, he's well, he doesn't always have the brightest idea. He had a lot of great ideas. I give him credit, but that was not one of them. No, I would say that, that yeah. was bottom tier. Yeah, that really. Was, yeah. Okay. You know what? They were quite a tandem, that particular boss and him. They, they were, hated each other, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was super fun. that's the one thing I liked about him, is yeah. that he hated the guy I hated. You know, hey, well, congratulations to everybody involved. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you know, it seemed like that was like the 90s and the 2000s where everybody yes. just had these wonderful ideas of how to interview people that were out of the box. This one just, feels you know, like it's straight out of the 90s. It really does. You're right, yeah. and uh, and Sid North looks like he's also like straight out of the '90s. Really, he looks like he's you know he's oh he's a social media influencer. Is he really? Because he looks like he's my age. I think he wants to be a social media influencer. Maybe he is. Maybe people are influenced by him. Um, but hey, congratulations to anybody that wants to go work for this car dealership in England because that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to have to you know speed around well, on they the could track. Sell the BMW or the Mercedes, whatever it was that they were in, saying, "Hey, look, it handles very well." In that's Hawaii. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the driver seemed like a pretty good dude. You know, he kept everybody safe. I'll give him credit. Did anybody have a weird job interview where, like, they had to deal with, like, some kind of a weird situation? Not, obviously not being in a car going 100 miles per hour, but something odd. Uh, I worked at retail at the mall, and they made us do, like, gunny sack races down the mall. Uh, well, for the job? For the, for the job. job interview, yeah. Shut, Shut up. up. No, I swear what? to God. 
No, I know you're not lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the weirdest. Wow. It was. What was the reason? I, who who wanted the job most? Oh and so you had to put a gunny sack on, and you had to race the other competitors, and whoever got there first. Well, yeah, the ability to handle a sack is important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had to ask. You had to ask three sales questions to the manager who was waiting at the end, and then go back and get to the finish line first. Um, there was also a dodgeball competition in it. What? How yeah. long ago was this, Danny? Uh, 2005-ish. Oh, man. So they turned into like a reality wow. show competition. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to... Who's, and did the winner get the job or was it? did it matter? They didn't matter. They hired like at least five of us. So they just did this for poops and giggles. Really. Yeah. I mean, I think it was supposed to be like a fun, hey... But you know, let's instantly have bond you to the other people who get hired because you're like, we just had to do the dumbest thing possible, and they hired yeah. all of us. Yeah, oh, that'd man. be funny if they hired all of you and you all had to do that. I'd be like, you guys all suck. Yeah, yeah. I was actually competing. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you it, it, what, I, who comes up with these ideas? It just goes to show you that you know, in retail, it doesn't really take a lot of. Money. I only worked there for one week, so what, kind of, what kind of retail? I mean, you have to say the name. Yeah, well, but, I, it was a bad experience, sir. I just got tired of working there, but no, it was it was. It's just like a, a skate shop. A skate shop. Yeah. yeah. I can um, see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially yeah. if it's local. Were they local? No. Oh, they weren't? No, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh, That'd be awesome if like, they do an undercover boss on this place, and that's actually a tactic that they do everywhere. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, like, we're sick of the sack race. Can we stop <laughs> sack racing? Yeah, I don't think they can do that anymore. If somebody got hurt during the sack race, during the, I mean, you, you own the company at that point. Yeah. So, oh, what, I'm sorry, what happened here? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have use of my legs and arms anymore because I fell down this escalator in a sack race. It's like, what? Well, they, they told me to race in a sack. I'm all, and I fell down the escalator. Yeah, the dodgeball happened in the food court. I remember that. That's also a wonderful way. They said they said they set up all the tables and the chairs like in a, like a, a basically a oh ring. My, and, Wait, oh so nobody my. was eating at the time? No, it was before. It was before the mall opened. Oh, this is awesome. The only people that were there were the old mall walkers. So, and I had to go like, like really early. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, that would have been fun. To that was like you. at 8 in the morning. I would have stopped walking to watch that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I have been so fired up if I went to the mall and I was like, oh, I got to go to the store and I go by the food court and there's a massive dodgeball competition <laughs> going on. Yeah. I would go and watch. Until you find out that you can't compete in it. And they're like, ah, dang it. And I can't get my orange Julius because they're not open yet. <laughs> I don't know. You, if you want a minimum wage job, sir, yes, you can compete. How about that? That's so, the, that's the prize, by the way. You get a minimum wage job where customers treat you like crap. Congratulations for winning the sack race. So said when I was interviewing for a job at Sam Goody Music. Remember Sam Goody? I do. Uh, they had the final five applicants alphabetize the entire store in a couple of hours. I actually loved that job in high school. Oh. Well, at least it's something you might have to do. I don't have a problem with that. That's like part of your job. What That's do you, brilliant of the current workers that are like, I don't feel like going through an alphabetize. Oh. Let's make all the people trying to get a job yeah. do Yeah. <laughs> that person's manager of the year, whoever yeah. came up with that. You know what? I, I, I was trying to think. I haven't done too many job interviews, but I think the last one I did was a restaurant one. And it was after the old restaurant I worked at closed. And they do what's called a working interview where you're basically put to work for the interview. And that's just a way for them to get like a free days work, free days work out of you. We used to do that. They were called interns. Uh-huh. But it was only one day, and I memorized pretty Did much. Did you get paid the, at least? No. It was what? an interview. It's a working interview. There's you don't no, get paid for it. That's ridiculous. That is yeah. the dumbest thing ever is to go, we're going to make you work at the restaurant and not pay you, and then mm-hmm. we'll tell you if you're good at What? Times have changed. Yeah. yeah. I, I think so. Well, I think. Well, you passed yeah. your working interview here at the station. Yeah, I'm which surprised. Was a, which was an odd one. Yeah. And that was just to get us some fast food, which you, I mean, failed miserably at, but that got you the job. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Dream I, big yeah. kids. 
That's right. Well, you got college credits, though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, that's right. I think I missed one of the two days for it. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I totally forgot what day it was, and then I oh, realized, so, oh, cool. So you, you really got nothing for taking this job. I think then, I didn't got you? half credit. All right. Well, that's what you deserve. Oh, and, and for me, the I was part of a job interview where I was one of the managers involved in hiring somebody, and but I wasn't the big manager. They had to have the big boss there, and I, I just oh man, this guy decided he wanted to have his lunch. We weren't eating; he was. <laughs> It was the worst thing ever. He's like, yeah, come on in. Let's do the interview. He pulls out a giant sub, and, and, and we're, so the two of us are sitting there, and I'm like, why wouldn't we go to lunch at this point? Why are you having your lunch, and we don't have anything? And then he basically drops his sub, and like giant tomato stuff just drops all over her resume. And I'm like, I cannot believe I am working with such a moron. <laughs> I uh, and he was, I, and I, I called him out. I'm like, did he pick the tomato up and put it back in the sandwich? <laughs> yeah, he, of course he did. He okay, wasn't a complete good, sandwich. Good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I called him out for that. I thought, I don't. I, what are you doing? Why? Why is this a thing? And he was so. He goes, I don't can't believe you didn't have my back. I didn't have your back because first you're eating without eating in front of us, and we're not having anything, and then you basically just soil her entire resume that you can't read it. You half average you. Oh, yeah. I, man, again, you look and you go, boy, we really don't get the best people sometimes in management in some of our jobs. We just don't. Oh, okay. It's maybe a little bit different than like weird things. I remember one time having being on the other side of an interviewer, interviewing somebody for a job, and the boss was like, I want you to be a part of it. And the person, and I, I had no control over this, obviously, but it was such a distraction. They kept making like a weird grunting sound <laughs> in between like their answers. Oh, so they're like, weird. So tell us, like, and they're like, well, I'm thinking, blah, 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 and I'm like, every, at first I was like, they're acting with me. Like, they brought me into this meeting <laughs> to interview this person. Where's the camera? Because they kept making a weird moaning sound. Oh. And I'm just like, what is happening? And this person, I was like, and they wanted to be on the air. And I'm like, they want to be on the air and they're moaning. Okay. I was like, they can't, I mean, part of me wants you on the air just to see how long. Yeah, this is just, this is going to be great. I, I, I just had, it was like, I had to bite every part of my cheek. To not like giggle because at first I thought it was a joke, and then yeah. I realized. Then midway through it, I'm like, "Oh, this isn't a joke. This is either like a nervous tick or that's yeah. just something that they do." And then it wasn't funny. But at first, I was like, "Oh, they're they're effing with me. They legitimately are effing with me." It is interesting where you know, like in our business, where they bring people to you sometimes, and you go, "You want to do what? Do you know that you you don't even know how to speak?" <laughs> you know, like I've had people that, when I went to broadcasting school and people that, when I, as they were speaking I'm like what makes you think you mm-hmm. were what are you doing why did they and then I'm looking at the broadcasting school why did you take this person's money they I mean they you know they, they just can't speak they just don't speak well at all and and you don't have to have the greatest voice but you do have to be able to put a couple of words together oh, I think I've proven that wrong yeah well yeah. oh really yeah you're well, I mean, yeah. 20 years of not being able to finish a sentence yeah that's a good point yeah. like, you know now that I'm not moaning in between each word that's yeah. the difference yeah I mean, uh, <laughs> I, mean I, I mean they gave they, 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 they there was a guy that had a hearing impairment and they made him a guy that would answer the phones. And I'm like, but he has to be able to hear what they're saying. And they go, why are you so cruel? I'm yeah. not cruel. That's a literally, he has to be able to hear these people. Otherwise, how's he screening the calls? And why are you trying to hold this guy's job back? And I'm trying to hold the guy back, apparently. And I'll never forget the first day working with him where I, I didn't have any phone calls. And eventually I had to bust him on the air for it. I'm like, dude, this, he goes, oh, they're all bad. I go, they can't all be bad. Put somebody on. It's been an hour. This is a call-in talk show. I don't care who it is. Put the And then finally he just broke down and said, I really can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, so what do you well, do? In all fairness, then they are bad calls. <laughs> I mean, he was just, and so the, I kept seeing all the lines, because I could see the phone lines blinking, and he would be on, hang up, on, hang up. So he would probably be going, oh, yeah, 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 all right, goodbye. And he, would, he, he could never hear anything they were saying. And I'm like, how did you get this job? How did that not even, okay, you know, and yeah. So some people, though, they think, hey. Well, if that boss was around when the moaning person was being Oh, what a team. That would have been like you're a traffic reporter. That oh, there's a backup been. on I-5. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy sounded like he had a backup just then. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's just delightful. Well, uh, congratulations to uh, all of these job interviews, wonderful times. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Man. So we, um, we want to know, what do you think? was voted as rock music's most hated song. This is not going to cause a problem. It's just a list. I I know one I'd like to put on this list. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, I do too now that I know. I know that look in your face. It's the same look every time the song comes on. Hello, darkness. (laughs) I would have won me a lot of money in Vegas on that one. Okay, well, we know Steve's rock's most hated song. What do you think was voted as music's most hated? And um, it's any music, by the way, not just rock. Uh, I'll tell you at 817, right here. After the darkness, my old friend, on The Rock. DJ and Migs, mornings on The Rock. 99.9 KISW. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. UltimateClassicRock.com put together a list of the most hated rock songs. Steve had his own. Uh, Steve, I hate to say this, but your song is not on the list. Yeah, I understand. It hasn't been around long enough for them to, to yeah. truly embrace the hate. That's but fair. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've I heard. just have never been a big fan of Simon and Garfunkel. So, I mean, you can't polish a turd if you ask me. And, and, I, and I like <laughs> Disturbed, but I will never, never, ever be a fan of hearing any Simon and Garfunkel song. Well, and especially because it just kind of, that's a, it's such a mood killer of a song. It's yes. so slow. Hello, darkness, smiles. And there, there's a, 
<laughs> exactly. There's a lot of songs like to me. They're like the minute they 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 kill the mood or the vibe, and it, like you just don't expect that with rock. Yeah, it's like bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> don't kill my vibe, buddy. All right, here we go. There are songs though. Are they vibe killers, or do you just hate them, or both? And ultimately, classic rock. That's like a. That, I mean, that's a, that's an, uh, a publication that's been around forever and and, and are popular. So you know what? I'm, I'm willing to like like hear them out. Okay, it's not like some random person on Reddit. Okay, this uh, this one here comes from. Uh, I mean, really, you know, uh, you know, one of the golden bands of rock. You know, definitely these guys are considered. Uh, you know, you you might even argue could you Mount Rushmore these guys, mm. and that is Aerosmith. And uh, this song here, one of the most hated. <laughs> Again, mood killer. You know, I actually like this song. I don't hate it. Oh this is, um, what is that? This is the Armageddon soundtrack, right? Yes. 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 It's, it's, I, I mean, I love Aerosmith, but as they've gotten older, like some of their songs I could like live without. And this is like the start of them. Realizing they can make an S ton of money doing like these over the top power ballads. Yeah, I can so live without this song. See, I would, I would, I would put crying ahead of that one. Ooh, Ooh. crying when oh, I met yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your version, I could live without. Well, you yes. know, it's yeah. still, I'm yeah. still suffering from the the bruised vocal cords from yeah. from my match at AEW <laughs> DJ. Yeah, yeah. otherwise I, I can nail the song. I'm not, you know, and you'll be surprised. I'm from Boston, still not a huge Aerosmith fan. Um, I mean, they're okay. I don't hate the band, but that song is like, no, I, I don't really. Never, I don't ever need to hear that song again. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not listening. That's not on a playlist. Yeah, like on any playlist, like nothing. I don't want to. I don't ever go out of my way to hear that. But that's probably why I don't hate it because I don't hear it a lot. Now, this next band is a band that I love a lot, and uh, one of the only two times that Sergeant Hair Club, our old boss, and I agree on music, which, you know, Sergeant Hair Club has much more knowledge about music than I ever will have, so I was shocked when I'm like, I'm embarrassed to tell yeah. you that I like this band, and he was like, well, they're a good band. Take him with a grain of salt. He's also a deadhead. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do make a point, though. Um, he is, uh, he, like me, is a Beach Boys fan, and yes... I really feel like, yeah, even as a Beach Boys fan, I I mean, this is, yeah, I don't know, man. It's not a mood killer. See, everybody starts, that's why it's hard to say get rid of it. I don't hate it. That's the problem is if you don't hear this song a lot and it comes on, you're going to do what you and, and did is, is bop your head. Yeah. This was the song that Uncle Jesse got the play exactly. on. Exactly. That's Full the house. only reason oh, I know this song. I forgot what, about that. Did he do the bongos? No, he was playing the drums, I think. Yep. Was, I oh, steel was, drums. Yeah, he was percussion, man. Oh, it was percussion. Yeah, and then, it, well, they all, put all the responsibility on him. Do you remember, though, that episode when everyone, all of the Full House members got up there and actually sang yes. with him? Oh, such oh, a good one. And Mike Love gives him the look. Yeah. He's just like, yep. Uncle Jesse's in the band. There's some songs that are just, they they go to this level of bad for a long time. And then after a certain period of time, it's so bad that it's good. And that's kind of what I feel like with this song. Like, will it be on a playlist of mine? No. But when it's on, I'm definitely going to bop my head because it's so bad it's fun. This song almost feels like a giant F you to Brian Wilson, though. Because Brian Wilson was like, you know, I mean, I say whatever you want. Like, he wrote some pretty awesome songs. Yeah, he did. And they were out there. And yeah, he had some clunkers as well. But I got to imagine, like, he's, like, sitting at home, you know, he's got his feet in his sand and his sandbox with the piano or ever in his living room or whatever weird stuff Brian Wilson's doing. And he hears Kokomo, and he's like, you're putting the Beach Boys name to that? That thing is crap. 
Yeah, it's um, it's yet I'll still listen to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and I laugh, you know, because I mean, look, the Beach Boys, a lot of their early songs had a vibe to that a little bit, you know, before like it's just like the Beatles songs. You listen to those early Beatles songs; they were very poppy, and then all of a sudden, yep. Brian started the battle of let me put some good music out there, and the Beatles like, well, then we got to do that, and you know, the psychedelic seventies, if you will. Yeah, like, acid was like, an incredible drug for their songwriting abilities. Yes, it was. Uh, this one here, uh, this dude, huge in the 80s. My God, huge in the 80s. Uh, his band, Genesis. And, and, this, and the band got bigger when arguably the, the more creative guy left. Peter Gabriel left Genesis, and they got much bigger without him. Less artistic, but more mainstream. Yeah, yes, 100%. Yeah. And uh, this dude, Phil Collins, well, he was a big reason why. And... Um, this song, though, people like, yeah, hate this, Phil. Come on. But you don't like the 80s sound. Why do you give this a break? Because the song kicks ass. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know this song, actually. Oh, maybe oh. you'll know when the chorus comes in. Studio. What the hell is a Susu Studio? Anyway? I have no idea. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought he was saying studio. I was That's like, right I, I thought he was probably... just saying about recording in the stu, stu studio. <laughs> yes, I don't know what a Susu is. That is that some sort of Asian building? Are you know like a, like you know? I have no idea. It says it doesn't have a particular meaning. It was something Phil Collins made up. The song itself is about a crush he had on a girl in school. Oh, oh, and so like her name was Sue, maybe. Maybe. All right, that could be. Or did he want to sue somebody? How <laughs> sue, sue, sue you, oh. Mm. I understand why people consider that song to be hateable. But I, I, I don't know. It, just, it kind of brings back like fun memories of being a kid and hearing that song. And you're like, this is fun. This is a jam. Yeah. All right, this one here, Steve. Uh, this one is surprising to me, but... Yeah, then again, I think I, I'm not a. I don't. I don't like this guy's music a whole lot. I know everybody does. So far, I don't hate any of the songs that we've listened to yet. Oh, oh good. like well, I mean, I, I, even I, Kokomo. I dislike it, but I still listen to it. <laughs> if it was on and I was drunk at a bar, I'd be pretty fired. Okay, oh, the yeah, both of yeah. you were bopping your head, so I don't want to yeah. hear. Do I hate Kokomo? You guys admit? No, you're right. You know, I like the song. I yeah, you're right. I hated it. I, I, yeah, I, I got to just admit it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Both of you have to admit that, especially right? with like a pina colada at like some like yep. beach bar, and that comes on. Yeah. So Kokomo, I think, yeah, probably should be love to hate is really what that should be. How about this Billy Joel tune? Come on. This song rules. Uh, Yeah. Come on, it's not his fault. I think it is. (laughs) Crap has been going on. The band sounds like they don't they kind of sound like wind starting to fire. You know what's funny? Is, and he's sitting song. there with fire behind me, slamming a table. Like, it's not my freaking fault, man. You know, I didn't know that that was an actual song. So there's this movie called The Five-Year Engagement with Jason... Sudeikis? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, uh, Jason Bateman. No. Uh, yes, thank you. Jason Segel. Nice. And, and Alison Brie and a bunch of them. But they, anyway, Chris Pratt sing, like does a version of that song for his like engagement nice. party. And I just thought it was something that Chris Pratt made up. And so I heard this on the radio later. And I was like, that's an actual song. And my girlfriend was like, man, you're dumb. And I was oh, like, yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. That song was fun to try and like just attempt to sing along with because he's just flying through stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I mean, you not like that song? It's okay. I mean, it's it's. I don't hate it. It's okay. But it, it's surely not what people remember Billy Joel for. Like he was. There were a lot of bands that tried to be eighties. Yeah, that were, you know that were popular in the seventies, and they go, "Well, this is this sound. We better try to do what we can with it." 
Would you say it's the last big... I, no, I'm not saying this because he told me to F off when I was a kid, but is that the last great Billy Joel song? Ooh. Like, I don't know if he's ever put out another song that had that kind of success. Yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know if anything's come after We Didn't Start the Fire. That's a good question. And that song was a monster hit. Because everything was before that, right? All the other oh, ones yeah, we like, know? Yeah, Uptown Piano Girl, Man, Uptown Girl yeah. Allentown. Yeah. I think you're right. Wow. I, I don't know, you know, and uh, sorry, Billy. If you, that video was so awesome, <laughs> if too. You, if you had other stuff, we're sorry. I kind of want to just jam out to that today. Now, some people are going to be really pissed off about this because, you know, when you talk about R.E.M., they can do no wrong. Oh, but, we might finally have a song that I legitimately hate? Yes. Oh, uh, and it saddens me because, of course, the person on here with R.E.M., Kay Pearson, who I love from the B-52s, oh. uh, you know. Yeah, uh, this song sucks. I'm with everybody. Video's stupid. You know what this is? It's awful. That's what this is. This is, uh, this. I'll tell you what this is. This is a B-52 song that really Fred should be singing. Yeah. <laughs> it should be a B-52 song. You're right. Yeah, yeah it really, and, and when you don't have Fred singing, it sounds like this. Do you like it, BJ? It's okay. No, I really don't. Okay, good. I like her. I like her in it, but I would rather hear, hey, shiny, happy. I'd rather hear Fred do it, you know? And that was around the time where I was actually kind of vibing with R.E.M. Like, I like the record. I think that's the same record as Losing My Religion. Yeah. And there's some good songs on that. And when that song, when they put that out as a video, I'm like, why? <laughs> what is this? Like, it sounds like a children's song. And the video looks like a children's song video. It really does. Uh, but I, I uh, here's the thing. I'll watch the video with the sound down because Kate Pearson can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, is that on Out of Time? I think that's on that record, Out of Time. Yeah. If it's not. Uh, you know what? It should. They should have been out of time and not uh, so that they couldn't even record it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now there's this one here. You know, if you're a fan of Jefferson Airplane, yeah, you're like, why? Uh, but I really did like this song. It's an anthem song. But some people say they hate this when Jefferson decided to trade his airplane in for a starship. I love this song. Great song. But again, it's a band that was popular before the 80s. And they were trying to be like, well, we got to put out a song for the 80s. And I think a lot of the old fans, again, of course, it was Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, then just Starship. And if you were like the old Jefferson Airplane fan, you're like, I don't want anything to do with these guys. That song feels like it been, like, was in like every movie. Yeah, like, it was. 80s, yeah. Right. Well, that and then the, you know, the only reason I know that song is because of Rock of Ages. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say Family Guy for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been How in about everything. That? And, uh, you know, and Grace has got, uh, Grace Slick, right? I think she was the singer of that. Um, she's got a great voice, if oh, I'm if I'm thinking of the right person. I was just out of curiosity. I'm like, who wrote it? It's the dude, um, Elton John's dude, uh, Bernie Taupin. Bernie Taupin oh, wow. wrote that? Boy, yes. That guy really it was written by a, It was written by a bunch of people. I would imagine the members of Starship were involved in it as well. But he was one of the writers. Yeah, that guy could write some songs. Yeah, dude, that song's a banger, man. I think more people <laughs> it's a banger. Well, I didn't know it was a banger. Apparently, in GQ magazine, declared it the worst song of all time back in 2016. Uh, it's the I, most uh, detested song in human history. Wow. Okay. Why? Why do people hate that song? And when so many people like that, it's look. I was look. I was in like that was my time when that song came out. I was in my 20s. I don't remember people hating that song at all. Well, people what city loved were they that talking song. about? Maybe like every city outside of that city was mad because they oh. felt like they were built on rock and roll. Well, Cleveland arguably <laughs> could say that they were built on rock and roll. I mean, Detroit, Detroit uh, Rock City. That's a good point. There's a lot of yeah, a lot I mean, of cities. Seattle. I feel like was built on rock and roll. They were built on grunge. <laughs>
And whores and rats. Yeah. <laughs> Grunge, whores, and rats. That's what we were built on. This one here. I love that Vicky was trying to find out what city was we built this city built on. Well, How, I was how'd curious, you do, Vic? Oh, actually, they were both <laughs> living in L.A. at the time, and it was originally intended to as a lament against the closure of many of the city's live music clubs. Oh, so they're like, oh. dude, we built this city on rock and roll. Oh, yeah. dude, the meaning is great. Even the song, yeah. How do you hate the song when it's really like, you know, say, like, open these doors of the little club? I feel like we're dealing with that in Seattle where a lot of like the old institutions are going away because of, you know. It's time to redo the song, Steve. Yeah. Let's do this. We need like a good, like Alice in Chains to cover it. <gasps> yeah. Yes. That's, I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay, you know, I try to have, see, yeah, have that conversation. Would you cover the most detested song in music, please? <laughs> don't say you rock and roll. Hang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they need to cover it. You've just done it. This one here, I will tell you, um, as a fan of this band, and again, it was a, it was a situation where 1970s, love these guys, and then I believe this was the 80s, and everyone's trying to do what they're trying to do. This was also part of these guys trying to put together like a massive concept album and oh this was their big album we, we're going to tell a story okay we're going to have an amazing adventure and you know make it operatic almost and a lot of us fans were like no i love this song too yeah we did not thank us, you very much oh mr Roboto. us sticks fans were like no we thought then we were like dennis d young what the f are you doing see i was like what the hell is sticks doing why aren't they writing more songs like this I feel Domo like uh, whenever I go to like, to like a sushi place and they have like Domo Arigato or whatever I'm like my first thought is Mr. Rabata. <laughs> I have never seen a I, you know sometimes bands don't get along like there's like, like civil wars and I don't you know Sticks had Sticks had a great guitarist which really uh, JY and a lot of folks didn't really get to know more, a lot about him because Dennis D. Young's voice was just so oh, 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 and whenever he had in Input, they were very sappy. Then they brought Tommy Shaw on board, and they got a little bit more rocky because Tommy had a, 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 a better rock-sounding voice. He did that, you know. Uh, uh, oh gosh, it's um, found me. A few, uh, a renegade, the song "Renegade." Uh, you guys might know that if you heard it, but it's a, it's a, it's a good tune. Oh, I heard your version. I don't yeah, need to hear. Yeah, yeah, I think you're done. <laughs> yeah, but heard all I need to hear. And Tommy, Tommy Shaw, definitely. But yeah. Then, then you could just go like, Dennis, what are you doing with this Mr. Roboto? And a oh. lot of us Sticks fans thought, my God, this is just, this is, no. And the video is so red rotten, but off, awesome. It's like awful and awesome at the same time. I, I think you would like it. It's very sci-fi, man. There's robots, BJ. I know, and I did not. Uh, you love robots. I know. This was, I, there, there was so much about this. I feel like you would love everything about this. It's very Devo-esque. Yeah, it's, again, that's the problem. He He's not Devo. I mean, he's really too bubblegummy guy of a guy to be Devo. Devo was cool. This was not cool. Thank you very much, yeah. Mr. What year did this come Roboto. up? Yeah, this, this was horrible. This was like, we're trying to be cool and we're just not. These are one of those moments where I'd love to be in the studio when it's being recorded and if you're the producer or like the engineer and you have no idea what this band's about to do and then they start doing that and you're like, is this a joke? 1983. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know who I believe he was influenced by? I, 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 Steve, I think Devo was one thing. But you know who else I think Dennis DeYoung was influenced by? Freddie Mercury. Because Freddie did okay. some, you know, and he, Freddie did some wild stuff that people were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think Dennis thought, I could do this too. Especially when yeah. he starts singing like the high level, like yeah. he goes like kind of, um, uh, 
high end on like, like the thank you very much show part, and they say, thank you. Oh yeah, like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. And if you guys know the song, come say the way. I thought they were angels. I mean, and wow. his voice just goes way the f up. Who knew that we had yeah so much the perfect replacement. Ah, how about that for sticks? I don't know, but and, between the two of you guys, we got Alice and Shane, Steve over here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I just don't know why Queens. Why hasn't with my with my vocal range? Why hasn't why 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 hasn't Queens right contacted oh, me to yeah. replace Jeff? Well, I don't you know, Todd's doing a pretty good job. I feel like Todd's uh, doesn't really compare to me. Just saying. So far, I've only disliked one of these songs. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Roboto is, uh, and I'm a Sticks fan. Mr. Roboto, not. No, I don't know. Thank you. And finally, this one I agree with 100. percent This is a Beatle, my friends. But he had to go out and spread his wings. Um, see, I don't know anything about wings and Paul McCartney and wings. Can you listen to the, listen? This is how the song sounds already. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, it's, it's horrible. Two for eight. Yeah, two for eight. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all. They didn't even, I never want to hear that. They again. didn't even play the, the the chorus of that. They just gave us that. Yeah. Oh my god, that you you don't you don't you wouldn't. I don't even know what the chorus is. I'm the one who grabbed silly it. Silly love songs. That's, that's what it's called. The world doesn't need any more silly love songs. Something like that. But it's you oh, don't need it. We, we just got it. I yeah, know. I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it justice. But that was not a big clip. To be honest, I, I I hit record on a part of the song. I'm like, this is more than we need. <laughs> oh yeah, this is awful. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This was yeah. This song, yeah. This was uh, yeah. Silly love songs. I mean, you'd know it if you'd heard the chorus, but still, it's not good. In my opinion, anyway, I know a lot of people loved it, but no. So, uh, well, that just confirms me not feeling bad that I've never pe- spent any time listening to Wings. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't disagree. And of course, how fired up, or not fired up in a good way, but pissed off are you if you're a BJ, uh, Beatles fan, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, well, all right, band broke up, it is what it is, but oh, Paul's got a new band, and that's what you get. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he did give us Live and Let Die. True. From which, Wings. Well, I mean, thankfully, Guns N' Roses made it better. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, I know I pissed off one texture because he hates that version. Uh, and they did have another one. Gosh, what was the big hit that the that we, we just played it recently? We just talked about it uh, recently. Wings had like they had a song that's considered a really good song. I can't think of what it is. Um, Jet. Uh, Jet's that's a, good, a one. good one. Actually, that is a good song. Yeah, Jet's good. Band, Band on the Run. run. Band, Band on the Run. Band on the Run is a, good, a, it's a yeah. good tune. You're right. You're right. There's a couple good ones. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Silly Love Songs is, I mean, a lot of people like it, but I can't stand it. Um, well, you're not alone. It was picked as the number yeah. eight most hated song in rock music. Yeah, I agree with a lot of these. I really do. I agree. I, the, uh, I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. I agree with that. Kokomo from the Beach Boys. As a Beach Boys fan, surely not my favorite, but I, everybody loves it. Susudio by Phil Collins. Yeah, I, I can see that. We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. Classic. Uh, yeah, I don't hate it. Shiny Happy People. Yes, hate World's that one. Worst song ever. We Built This City, I think is wrong. That's a good song, but everybody hates it. Uh, Mr. Roboto, I hate it. And Silly Love Songs, I hate that too. <laughs> so really, this list is right up my alley. Pretty much 100% behind it. Like, what about Phil's most hated song? Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Oh, oh no. Every cowboy sings a sad song. <laughs> I can't hear that song now without hearing you and the Ted Smith singing it. Because you guys had to sing it oh, for something we did right. once. We used to do a bit where we'd sing songs and we'd to guess what songs we're singing. And all I can hear is Ted's voice. I can never hear the original singer. One of the best duets ever. Yes. I kind of want to hear that. I, want, I, don't know if, I, don't, I don't know if you do. <laughs> they, I, I'm sure if somebody didn't destroy that recording, they hate humanity. Uh, Yesterday, Steve, he did get that one right. Or this one right. Which wow, car which car manufacturer's name means to hear? Audi. Yes. Nice. Hey. 
<laughs> hey. proud of yourself. Huh? That was a pretty good guess. <laughs> you want a shot at beating Steve? You got it. Two zero six eight zero three Rock. That's our new number. We're playing Beat Migs at eight forty seven on the Rock. Today's podcast was brought to you by Travis Gagne, bankruptcy attorney. Here's another question from a listener. How long is a bankruptcy going to affect my credit rating? Of course, most of the time, by the time we're, we're talking about filing a bankruptcy, the credit has already taken a huge hit. Uh, chapter 7 is going to affect it more negatively than Chapter 13. Uh, chapter 7 stays on your credit report for 10 years from the time you file. It usually takes 7 or 8 years for your credit scores to get back into the normal range in a Chapter 7 case. However, your credit will start to recover even in Chapter 7 after about a year. Um, you'll be able to get credit again right away, usually before uh, your case is even over. Uh, chapter 13 stays on your credit report for seven years and usually takes about three or three and a half years for your credit to get back in the normal range. So chapter 13 uh, will mean your credit gets better much more rapidly. Thanks, Travis. If you have more questions about bankruptcy, you can reach out to Travis anytime at choosetherightchapter.com. That's choosetherightchapter.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.